This is an ABC podcast. Hey, hello, it's The Hookup with me, producer Pip Rasmussen. Unfortunately, no, Stunnelina Gorgeous host Dee Salmon today. Boo! I know, what the hell? This isn't what you signed up for, right? Look, I miss her too, but she's going to be taking the week off as she's got COVID and yeah, she cracked her out yesterday and it was positive, which really, really sucks, but... She's actually sent in a little voice memo from bed because she wanted to be here and, you know, just check in with you. Hi, everyone. Um, I just want to jump on here right now and just say thank you so much for all your messages, all your love, support. Um, Yeah, it just means so much. Look, like... I'm happy for Pip to take the reins on this one today. Um, I know she's just going to do like an incredible job. Um, And like I'll be listening and cheering on from my bed. Like, yeah, like keep the messages coming. Like I really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm going to get through this. So, um, yeah, thanks heaps. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. What an influencer. Lol, I know your inbox is empty, mate. (laughs) No, but seriously, thank you for sending that in. That has actually made my day. Thoughts and prayers going out to you, BB, XOXO, thinking of you, wishing you a very speedy recovery. That sounded really sarcastic, but I actually did mean that. Like, truly get better because I miss you. Anyway, in the meantime, let's get into this episode about never having an orgasm. Right, so this is a topic we've wanted to cover because we talk a lot about orgasms on this show and all the different ways people have them. You know, like multiple stacked orgasms, edging, prostate orgasms. But we've never spoken about what it's like if you've never had one before. And turns out so many of you haven't. We actually put a poll up on our Instagram. 1,500 people answered and we found that 22% of you said you've never had one, which is huge. And the people who said they've never experienced it, well, 77% of you said it's something that bothers you. And that's why we're really keen to help out. In this episode, you're going to find out how common it is to never have orgasmed, why it's not happening for a lot of us, and some really practical tips and techniques to get you there. So... Like I said, Dee and I have wanted to do this for ages and what kickstarted it all was a DM on our Insta from Darcy. She told us how she's never had an orgasm and it's something that's made her feel pretty awkward, especially during sex with her partner. So it made me question my sexuality for a while, but I honestly, I thought I was asexual because of it. I went to the internet essentially to find out if, I, if it was normal and I kind of got told that it wasn't normal and it was a bit of a freaky thing and that I should go get that sorted. Um, I mean, I went to Reddit and I probably shouldn't have gone to Reddit. (laughs) Yeah. I, in the moment when I saw that message, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm a bit of a freak. But then I had to think about it. I was like, no, it's, it's fine. There's no issue. It's, it's a thing. You've been with your partner for two years now. Is this something that you've talked about with them? Um, I think I did mention it to them the first time we got together. Um, and it's, not been like a proper topic, but it's been mentioned. Um, they, they know about it. I'm 100% aware. Um, I just don't know if they relate and understand how they can maybe unsure of how to make things a little bit more uh, comfortable, I guess, if that makes sense. I feel like they want to have that succeed, which I totally understand. But at the same time, it's um, I don't know how to help them. So I, it hasn't happened yet for either of us with us together and 
and especially on my end by myself. If you don't mind me asking, have you tried on your own to make it happen? Um, it was just like literal st- stimulation, just general in- like sexual intercourse. Um, I haven't tried any other. I actually haven't tried any toys. I've been recommended toys, but haven't actually got to that stage yet. So with my partner, there have been points where it gets to a point where I guess you could say it's close and I will describe it to them. But for me, it almost gets to a point where it's uncomfortable and I've been told will be recommended to kind of push through that because then apparently the orgasm will come after that. But I just can't seem to push through that because it just it physically it's too much for me. It gets a little too far too sensitive and... Sometimes I feel like I need to go to the toilet. It's really confusing. Um, but no, I haven't pushed through with that. And by myself, I the last time I think I masturbated was maybe quite some time ago, maybe six or more months ago. And it was maybe for a minute or two and I just was lost interest and I couldn't, I just don't have the interest to do it in, in general as well. I think it, there is a, a theme of anxiety in there. Um, it, I feel like there's a lot of um, expectation to have an orgasm during sex with someone. Um, I feel like as a woman, I'm not sexually empowered if I don't have an orgasm. I'm thinking about that sometimes during sex. So there's a lot of thoughts, I guess, that does go into it. And I guess that does um, increase the anxiety about it. And when I say our DMs were flooded with messages responding to this story, I mean, seriously, there are so many of you struggling with this. So let's get some expertise in the room because we want you to know that you are definitely not alone and you're absolutely not broken. Lauren French is a sexologist. And we started off by asking her how common it is to have never orgasmed. So not having orgasms is something clinically referred to as anorgasmia. Um, so a condition where you don't have orgasms. So some research shows that that's for women anywhere from 9%. Uh, for general population, some research shows that it's about 26.3%. But obviously that's only people that are, you know, like self actually saying that they don't orgasm. And obviously it's a pretty uh, big topic that has a lot of, anxiety and shame and like a lot of social context with it so I think realistically the number is probably larger it's probably just not something that everyone wants to admit to. So why is it happening? Well Lauren reckons it's got to do with a lack of education and time. Particularly for vulva owners like a lot of people don't realize that most clitorises and vulvas take about 20 to 40 minutes of stimulation of kind of what people refer to as foreplay to get fully aroused fully excited to get to the point of orgasm so if we're doing like five minutes of foreplay and then some penetration that isn't actually going to be involving the clitoris or like not kind of giving ourselves enough time to really you know get to that high arousal point we're not going to be anywhere near an orgasm and so I think a big thing that actually we don't often focus on is time the fact that we're not actually allowing enough time for our body to get to an orgasm and I think a lot of people yeah you don't learn a lot unfortunately about pleasure in most sex eds and then people are going to things like pornography which is very performative and not particularly accurate and so particularly vulva owners you're very rarely ever going to like orgasm from penetration alone like you're always going to need some clitoral stimulation and what a lot of people exactly 100% from education don't realize is the clitoris and the penis act very much the same And so a clitoris needs to get an erection. So blood needs to rush to the clitoris. It needs to engorge. And the, you know, tiny bit of the clitoris that you can feel on the outside of your body is just like 5% of the full clitoris internally. And so you need to give that time for 
when we're kind of rushed through, it's basically like if you were, you know, with a penis owner trying to like get them to an orgasm and they have no erection. We're just not kind of allowing the same time and understanding for how clitoris works. So yeah, like Lauren said, it's something that's most commonly affecting vulva owners. But what about dudes? Well, of course, we got to get our bestie of the show on sex coach Cam Fraser because he had some really good insights into this. So the area of difficulty orgasming, particularly for cis men, is actually the most understudied and misunderstood area of male sexuality. We actually don't have a lot of research on it and we don't know a lot about it. We don't really know a lot of the reasons why. There's a couple of speculative reasons why men may have trouble orgasming or ejaculating. It could be a neurological reason. It could be some nervous system issues. And so it's not triggering the right ejaculatory reflex. It could be a psychological issue, a psychogenic uh, issue in the sense that um, this person with a penis doesn't feel safe uh, or they don't feel like they are... Uh, in a in a comfortable enough space to be able to orgasm, to be able to ejaculate. There's some very minimal research which um, is kind of found to to have a relation to like men that have an issue with anxiety and that have some issues around control as well and being able to let go of control. Uh, there's a correlation between that and and these men um, struggling to to orgasm and ejaculate. And yeah, a lot of men uh, don't, uh, the reason why we don't uh, have a lot of research into it is because a lot of men don't report it. It's very underreported because it's kind of seen as a quote unquote good thing that you can last so long. Um, and so men tend to, to misreport or underreport their instances of being unable to finish. Yeah, unfortunately, like most topics around sex, there's so much underreporting. So it actually could be a lot more common than we think. But regardless of your gender, anxiety is the biggest factor stopping you from coming. And we spoke to Alex about this. She reckons this is the number one reason why she struggles to come. I feel like I kind of have to fake it till I make it. Um, And that sometimes I feel like I'm overthinking it and that I'm putting too much pressure on myself to perform. Yes, I do get in my head about it a lot. And that's when I start to get a lot of anxiety and a lot of overthinking and I feel like a lot of pressure building up um I I feel like I get my muscles start to clench and I get really tight makes things even worse yep a lot of you are completely in your heads about it and Lauren reckons you got to take away the goal of getting an orgasm completely off the table my favorite saying is like a watch pot never comes and it's like if you're just constantly thinking about am I going to orgasm is this going to get me an orgasm am I close to orgasming your orgasm is getting further and further away and Darcy, you're 100% not alone. Something I see a lot of people with is this mental pressure. I think it can also very much come from, again, consume media and it's like everyone orgasms within a couple minutes magically against a wall or in a shower and not actually how real bodies work. And I think we put all this mental pressure and it kind of creates a disconnect between basically like your brain and the rest of your body. So your body might be getting stimulated, it might be getting excited, aroused, having pleasure. But if your brain is so focused on like the goal and orgasm is the goal, it's like I'm running towards this goal, I need this goal and all that focus on it, you're not actually really focused on your pleasure. You're not actually focused on sensation. You're not actually 
focused on any of the stuff that's going to get you to an orgasm. And so 100% it becomes if you're orgasm focused, it's so much harder to have an orgasm. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yep, I'm ready to give this a go. Of course, keeping in mind that pleasure rather than the orgasm is what we're aiming for here. Where do you start? Well, Lauren says it's time to have some alone time and lock the door. Yeah, so 100% start with masturbation, 100% start in pleasure. So I really like when I work with people around lack of orgasm, I want us to take orgasm off the table completely. I I don't want us to think about it. Like it's not the goal on the table. I want us to go right back to what feels good in your body. What is enjoyable physically? What are the sensations you like? What are the touches you like? But also let's get mental arousal involved. Like what turns you on? What gets you super, super turned on? And how can we actually use both of those things? The really high mental arousal. So maybe some exploration in erotic medias, whether that's audio, whether that's visual, whether that's like erotica type stuff to really explore that mental arousal. And then how do we start exploring our body physically? Not with the goal of I have to have an orgasm, but I'm just really focused on what feels good, what is pleasurable, and like letting myself have time where I just feel pleasure. You know, I love this so much. We've always got to come back to being pleasure orientated, and I'm excited because we got to speak to a hookup listener about this exact thing. So like I have proof through anecdotal evidence to show you that you can get aroused and feel insanely good without actually coming. Let me introduce you to Belle. She's found that exploring sensations in her body has been really exciting and she enjoys it so much that she doesn't even think of orgasming. It wasn't until I introduced different types of sex toys, like I just really tried a lot of different ones. (laughs) Um, And that was when um, I got to feel like a whole heap of different other things as well and um although I'm I'm fairly certain I've never had an orgasm it still gave me a great sense of accomplishment of just finding different feelings in my own body and that to me was even more special I think because it just showed me how much more my body can do um, rather than putting a label on the orgasm itself. Belle brought up something that we've got to address too sex toys. Now look, it seems like for some people that they think using a sex toy is like a cheat code to coming. It's like a hack. And Lauren says it's really not. So if we're going to explore sex toys, uh, I don't want it to be like a grab a vibrator, chuck it on your clit and think something magical is going to happen with nothing else. So sandwiching it with like mental arousal and the rest of your body trying to connect to other like erogenous zones. Uh, But I think there can be some great sex toys, like particularly for vulva owners, I think any form of like a clitoral stimulator, particularly with like an air technology type thing. Um, So lots of different like brands and uh, for different price points that people can do, but like they can be a really good uh, toy to kind of find some really intense clitoral pleasure. Um, And so I think like that could be an option if someone's interested. I think as well, like we often think the sex toy is like something that has to be super penetrative based as well. But obviously, like, again, when we talk anatomy, like penetration can be an amazing component of pleasure, but like it's also not the be all and end all of an orgasm. But if you're like Darcy, who's never used sex toys and masturbation is disinteresting or maybe you're even disillusioned by it, what do you do? How do you get into it? And I mean, like, how? Literally tell me how to use my fingers, what movements, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Lauren's advice here is for vulva owners, and it's to focus on the clit. Because as we heard her earlier, penetration is great, but you're much more likely to orgasm by touching and stimulating that area. So if you think of like, particularly if you were to use like one finger, 
out on kind of like the knuckle of another finger, like that kind of skin over that knuckle is kind of maybe what it'll feel like to kind of have the clitoral hood on the clitoris. And so that's a really nice way to kind of touch the clitoris when you're masturbating. And so some people will really like some circle act, like motions around the clitoris or some up and down over the clitoris. A really great option as well for people if they want to like try different touching techniques is to look at something called OMG Yes. Uh, it's a website. I think it's a um, US based, but basically it's all these different uh, women and videos and kind of uh, different ways that people masturbate. And it's all these different techniques and they show you really specifically like how to do them. So it's not like an erotic kind of meant to turn you on kind of videos but it's more like a this is a different way people will touch themselves and so if you're really struggling to find some inspiration for those touches like maybe you've tried the like simple circle or an up down and you're like not finding that that's super doing anything for you that might be something to check out to get some inspiration okay so let's say you're getting into the swing of things with masturbating and you're starting to feel some sparks but it's not like an earth-shattering, screaming kind of orgasm you see in porn or TV, you know, like in that scene when Harry met Sally in the cafe and they're, like, eating lunch. Oh, God. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that kind of screaming. Well, the thing is, you might actually be getting close to having one or you might have even had one and not realised. We spoke to hookup listener Diane and she worked with a sexologist to figure out her body and find her pleasure. And she actually had a conversation with her sexologist that really surprised her. She also helped me to understand that perhaps I actually was experiencing an orgasm, but it might not be at the intensity that I thought it was. We were just chatting about the little bits and pieces that I get a bit wriggly in my legs and how my genitals feel. And she suggested that I am having one, but my expectation of it was distorted, which really kind of blew my mind uh, because I'd always thought, yeah, I'd never had an orgasm. And Lauren backs this 100%. It's not always fireworks. Like not all orgasm is equal. And like if we do a lot of like edging, so a lot of things where like we're kind of coming close to an orgasm and going back and close again, like that's going to make an orgasm more intense. If we've just kind of gotten ourselves to an orgasm and orgasmed, that could be just a feeling like you're just kind of jumping off a little bit of a cliff. You know, a lot of people describe an orgasm as you're kind of like, you know, going up a roller coaster or going up a mountain and you get to that kind of edge point and then you fall over. Now that fall could be really short. It could be really long. And so I think some people definitely have had an orgasm, but it hasn't like, you know, completely blown their mind. And so they think, oh, well, that's not probably the proper orgasm. So if any of this is sounding familiar to you, maybe you've already had one. Okay, so before we wrap up, we got to address partners in this whole thing because a lot of you who got in touch felt like a lot of pressure from them to come and mentally it can be such a huge roadblock. Hookup listener Bonnie DM'd us about this. She has anorgasmia and if you remember what Lauren said at the start, it's like the clinical term for regular difficulty reaching orgasm after ample sexual stimulation. Anyway, she's been checked out medically and there's nothing physically or hormonally wrong It's just a mental thing, and explaining it to sexual partners is really annoying. And it's so awkward to explain to casual partners. I've never faked it, but having to be that person that says, hey, don't try to give me one because you won't be able to, always ends one of two ways. One, people have this, I bet you I can mentality, 
the whole, you must have had shit partners in the past, or am I that bad in bed that you've already decided I'm not going to be able to give you an orgasm? Or the other way it goes is pity. People are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then it just ruins it because now I'm all in my head about how they feel sorry for me and they don't like, you know, it's just not a fun time. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to enjoy sex and not have to think about it um, and not have to feel like this pressure to be able to do it. Because um, it's not that I don't enjoy the experience, it's just that I can't orgasm. So how can partners help not cause this stress? Well, it's actually uh, pretty straightforward. you got to remember that it's not your job to give someone an orgasm. Here's Lauren. Yeah, so a partner can help by not saying things like, I want to make you come or I'm going to give you an orgasm or like, I'm going to do this thing. Because that's putting so much pressure on your partner. And your partner probably already has a lot of internal pressure over getting an orgasm or like, you know, almost a lot of partners that I work with. Um, it'll get to this point where like the person wants an orgasm, not for themselves, not for their own pleasure, but just to like appease their partner. As a partner, your job isn't to give them an orgasm. You know, like that's not something you can do. It's not a button you press. As a partner, think of yourself more as how can I be supportive to give my partner as much pleasure as I can and to maybe help them have an orgasm. Hey, thanks so much for listening, and I really hope this has helped. And I'm going to throw it back over to Dee. Hello. Okay, if you can hear that purring, it's my cat, Doja Marie. She's trying to keep me company. Um, yeah, I'm so stoked about doing this episode. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who got in touch and shared their experiences. It's just so common. It's so common, but everyone I've spoken to and so many of my friends feel so alone with what they have not experienced. Um, so yeah, I just want the biggest takeaway from this episode to be that it is completely normal. You are not alone. It is so common. And the more that we talk about this, you know, whether it's just like with friends, family, strangers, the more it'll become uh, normalized. Make sure you follow us on Insta at Triple J The Hookup and get in our inbox with any questions, dilemmas, or funny love, dating, and sex stories. We're literally obsessed with you and we want to always stick our nose into your love lives. So please get in touch. You can also email us at thehookup at abc.net.au. Don't be a stranger and we'll catch you next time.